Hello and welcome on board to the first season and of course the first episode of the quarters. I am your host, Ozioma Igaim. On this season, we will take you on a mystical journey to the French world in two episodes. We are going to be uncovering the myth behind the hungriest man in history. A word of caution, do not listen during meal time. Listener's discretion is highly advised. Your stomach growls. You're always intensely hungry. Your hunger controls you that it drives you mentally and physically ill. You eat voraciously and obsessively. Your appetite for food is limitless. You eat anything, just anything you get your hands on. Cuts. Dogs, mice, even human flesh. Your consumption capacity becomes so notable that the government seeks to use you for a military espionage. All your life, you've known this hunger that you desperately seek for a cure. Every passing day, you wonder, is this a blessing or a curse? This was an experience of an 18th century Frenchman known only as Terrain. In other words, the story of Terrell, the 18th century Frenchman with a truly superhuman appetite, is the kind of horror story that started out innocently enough and snowballed into one of the creepiest little-known chapters of French history. To understand how an ordinary man turned into one of the world's greatest glutens, we have to travel from Lyon to Paris in the last decades of the 18th century. His story is found in a small chapter of a surgeon's medical report, report about polyphagia. In few pages, the surgeon details the glutinous life of a man whose appetite drove him to eat the unthinkable. His lifespan was so short and very remarkable, and it forces us to ask, was he a man or a misconception? This is the first episode on Terrell, the hungriest man in history, his life as a showman, soldier, and spy. Join us and thousands of listeners to hear stories that will deepen your knowledge of history's most compelling events. You can also find us on Facebook at The Quarters. If you missed something, you can always skip back and listen again. The name Terrell sounds though as a stage name. We do not know for sure whether Terrell was his real name. We do not know exactly where he was born or what year. There were no pictures of him, just illustrations of what people believe he looked like. What we do know? Terrell was hungry for most of his life and he could and would eat anything. He had superhuman eating abilities which eventually resulted in his death. For years, his amazing talents captivated audiences across France, but Terrell spent his last years searching desperately for a cure. The public came to know about the story of Terrell from the medical report of an 18th century French surgeon, Pierre von Passing. Thus, short biography of Terrell came to be found also on the pages of Curiosities of Medical Experience in 1804, 
and also appeared in the 1819 edition of the London Medical and Physical Journal. Dr. Prassi was Terrell's primary physician. It is through his account that we were able to form an idea of what Terrell looks like. Terrell was likely born in the rural area of Lyon, France, sometime around 1772. Quickly, Terrell became a burden on his parents. He was constantly hungry, and they simply couldn't afford to feed him any longer. Some sources claim that Terrell was eating his own body weight every day and could eat half of a cow equivalent to his own weight. A teenage Terrell's parents kicked him out of the house because, well, they probably couldn't afford to support his eating habits. After leaving home, with no one fending for him, a penniless Terrell was forced to beg, steal and eat stray animals or whatever he could find in the trash. He developed an appetite for animals like cats, mouse, elk, monkeys, even snakes. In fact, he loved the taste of snakes. He apparently ate whatever came his way. He joined some group of thieves and prostitutes in traveling as to find what would satisfy him daily. He had to beg for food and even steal whenever he could. On one of the traveling occasions, his company found him interesting due to his eating abilities. He boasted before them that he could eat anything. However, these guys were ready to see for themselves what Terrell was made of. They gave him coins, pebbles, rocks, and so many other non-edible objects. Terrell swallowed them all. His company was amazed at this ads. Terrell saw he was entertaining them. Soon enough, he had garnered a reputation for his bizarre eating habits and eventually took advantage of his condition. He has finally found himself a job. Hooray! He thought of using thus naturally inherited curse to make a living for himself. So, he fled to Paris to become a street performer, likely on places like the Pont Neuf Bridge. These days, the bridge looks rather empty, but it used to be the center of city, rowdy and packed with vendors, vagabonds and swindlers. Drawing big crowd, the showman would wow crowds with his ability to wolf down buckets of stones, eggs and white cocks. He even swallowed an entire basket of apples, one after one. Based on the historical account of those who witnessed his he also devoured cats and dogs whole. In quotes, he seized the life cart with his teeth, disemboweled it, sucked its blood, and ate it, leaving the best collecting only. He also ate dogs in the same manner. On one occasion, it was said that he swallowed a living L without showing it. End quote. No one bothered to see what was clearly wrong with him. It was a dog-eat-dog -dog world, and he seemed to be just another man out to make a buck. Although Terrell made some money from his performances, his extreme overindulgence did lead to his being hospitalized with severe indigestion. He was given a laxative that soon relieved him. Needless to say, Terrell still returned to the streets to continue with his performance. Terrell was hardly the image of good health. 
Records from the London Medical and Physical Journal in 1819 described him as having unusually soft fair hair and an abnormally wide mouth in which his teeth were extremely sharp and heavily stained. His lips were nearly non-existent, I mean very tiny, very tiny. He was average in height and slender, despite his voracious appetite and eating. At this time, he only weighed about 50 kilograms. He was known for always being drenched in sweat. His body odor so foul that he could not be tolerated from a distance of 20 paces. The smell would apparently get worse after he had eaten and people reported a visible vapor riding from his body. It is said his eyes and cheeks would become bloodshot. A visible hot vapor radiated from his body and he would become slow and sluggish during which time he would belch noisily and his jaws would make swallowing motions. What kind of condition could Terra have had that would have caused this? He could wrap his empty stomach around his waist like a belt and when he is full, his stomach would distend like a huge balloon perfect for a birthday party unlike anything people have seen before. The real trouble started when revolution swelled the streets of Paris. A revolution that brought a radical shift from a monarchy to a republic. King Louis XVI of France inherited the throne at a time of instabilities. He was inexperienced in politics and isolated himself in his expensive Versailles palace. As the 18th century drew to a close, France's costly involvement in the American Revolution and the extravagant spending by King Louis XVI and his famed queen, Maria Antoinette, had left the country on the brink of bankruptcy. Not only were the covers used up, but two decades of poor harvests, droughts, cattle disease and skyrocketing bread price had kindled unrest among peasants and the urban poor. Many expressed their desperation and resentment towards a regime that imposed heavy taxes yet failed to provide any relief. In short, famine and heavy taxation during this period drove the French citizens to anger. Inspired by the American Revolution, the people believed it was time to redesign the country's political landscape uprooting centuries-old institutions such as absolute monarchy and the feudal system. The French Revolution was a watershed in the modern European history that began on 14th July 1789 with the storming of the Bastille. The Bastille was a fortress, prison and armory. The revolutionaries tore apart the structure brick by brick arming themselves to tear down the monarchy. Terrell obviously witnessed the upheaval, but we cannot tell whether or not he took part. The revolution lasted three years with the ascension of Napoleon Bonaparte. King Louis XVI and Queen Maria Antoinette were forced to sign a new constitution on September 22, 1792, forming the French First Republic. The king and queen were similarly executed by guillotine, a capital punishment by beheading, you know, to consolidate the newly formed republic. At this time, the new republic faced political instabilities 
and it was an opportunity for other foreign European countries to attack the weakening France. In 1792, the War of Coalition broke out between France and several other European nations, including the Austrian Empire and Prussia. The French army desperately grew for recruits to stand the tide of foreign aggression. Terror could not endure the situation of the country as hunger ravaged him. Shortly after the war started, he quickly conscripted into the French army. Probably he was caught up in the brotherhood of French patriotism or more likely, he was lured by the guaranteed promise of um, provision of surplus food for the military. Terror never saw the war front during his time in the army. He was merely doing small jobs for his fellow soldiers in exchange for their food. Sooner than expected, Terah fell ill due to the military practice of limited portion of food allotted to soldiers. He was hospitalized in Sueto Run under the army supervision, which is when the severity of his condition became apparent. He was diagnosed with exhaustion. It was in this military hospital that Terrell met Dr. Percy, his friend and future biographer. Dr. Pierre Francois Percy was a renowned military surgeon. After he studied medicine, he joined the army where he innovated an essentially mobile medical unit that would carry nurses and medical equipment to the battlefield. Perhaps we could say he invented the first ambulance. Also, Dr. Percy was the first doctor to provide medical care, regardless of the soldier's country of origin. He also planted the seeds for organizations like the Red Cross. He was a brilliant surgeon regarded as the father of military medicine and rewarded with high honors by Napoleon himself. His reputation was without flaws. In addition to Dr. Percy, Terrell met Dr. Corville, who experimented on him. Dr. Percy did not provide the full name of Corville, hence, there is no way to track down the second eyewitness account of Terrell's monstrous consumption capacity. The two doctors, Dr. Percy and Dr. Corville, put Terrell on four times the military portion of food to revive him from exhaustion. Terrell was found scavenging for additional sustenance in the hospital trash pans after eating his quadruple portion of food. The nurses were used to restraining him from eating from the trash pans. He would sneak into other hospital wards and eat leftovers from patients. The ship doctor, Dr. Lawrence, found him eating a life cat. Dr. Lawrence was horrified to see him eat the bones and falls of a cat. As that wasn't enough, Terra was presented with a life L, which he swallowed not before crushing its head between his teeth. Dr. Percy, Dr. Corville, and Dr. Lawrence decided to experiment his eating limits. Dr. Lawrence set out a large dinner enough to feed 15 French workmen. Terrell devoured it all. Soon, his loose, flapped stomach distended like a huge balloon. Finally full, Terrell crawled back to his bed and slept till the next morning. There are several theories that may be of help to explain Terrell's mysterious consumption. Terrell has documented some of his medical reports for his condition called polyphagia or excessive hunger. Polyphagia is a symptom of some medical issues and includes people 
suffering from hyperthyroidism, brain damage, and Prader-Willi syndrome. Prader-Willi syndrome is a genetic disorder that causes obesity from excessive eating, intellectual disability, behavioral problems, and shortness in height. People with Prader-Willi syndrome are always obese, but Terrell was known to be slender all through his life. Prader-Willi is one of the many possibilities that could explain Terrell's monstrous consumption. Hyperthyroidism could also be the cause of Terrell's unimaginable hunger. Unlike Prader-Willi, hyperthyroidism matches more physical characteristics of Terrell. Hyperthyroidism has a wide range of symptoms making it complex to diagnose. Hyperthyroidism is a condition of excessive production of hormones by the thyroid gland and results in accelerated metabolism. Symptoms include sudden weight loss, increased appetite, sweating, sensitive to heat, fatigue, thinning skin, and fine brittle hair. Although this sounds a lot like Terrell's case, however, other symptoms of hyperthyroidism do not match like eye problems or mood changes or anxiety. Terrell's problem was imprecise to diagnose, so Dr. Passy left Terrell's diagnosis simply as polyphagia. Months later, the military began to ask when Terrell would return to service. However, Dr. Covio was not done testing this medical marvel. Dr. Covio's next experiment would be how well Terrell actually digested food. He speculated that Terrell's digestion was too violent to fully dissolve whatever he ate. Covio then convinced Terrell to swallow a small box with some papers, hoping that his digestive system wouldn't damage the contents. If the box survives, the gluten might have some use after all. Eventually, he was right. After two days of standby, Terrell emerged from the latrine with the box fully intact and in good condition. Dr. Covio was happier than anybody else that day. He went to meet the army commander, General Bohanay, to give him an initiative that might help the French military. General Alexander de Bohanay was a political figure and a general in the French Revolutionary Wars. He was named the General-in-Chief of the Army of the Rhines in 1793 and played a vital role in the wars surrounding French borders at this time. Corvio told General Bohanay about his last experiment, and amazed, Bohanay called for Terrell to redo the experiment before several high-ranking army officers of the French army. Terrell excited about the attention. He rearfully swallowed the box again. The officers were impressed with Terrell and offered him a wheelbarrow full of raw livers and lungs. Hence, this implies that Terrell would be unable to reject a bribe of food. And Terrell, on the other hand, displayed little interest in the career of espionage. But the truth is that Terrell displayed little or no interest in anything except eating. The general assumed Terrell to be untrustworthy but decided to put the young man to work regardless. At some point in his early twenties, Terrell was popularly fully titled the Spy of the Army of the Rhine. His first mission was to deliver 
a secret extremely important letter to a colonel imprisoned by the Prussians. His task was to repeat the box experiment with much higher stake. He would sneak into enemy lines, infiltrate their prison camp, and find the imprisoned colonel. Once he has found the colonel, Terrell would void the box and deliver the contents. The colonel would write his reply, put it in the box, and have Terrell swallow it once more to carry back to the general. Terrell set out on his first mission, disguising himself as a peasant and went on his way. Terrell felt himself the way he did when he was a child, eating stray animals and other things he could get his hands on. He made it all the way to the Prussian border and in the dead of the night, he crossed the enemy lines. He traveled in hurry by night and slept in the day. He continued for days until he encountered a problem. One of the locals tried to speak to him in German. He ignored the local, but it became painfully obvious that he simply couldn't speak German. The local quickly turned Tara over to the Prussian military. Tara had actually made it halfway to his intended destination before he was captured. Once captured, the Prussians were determined to learn what his secret mission was. Up next, in the second and of course the last episode on Tara, we will investigate the aftermath of Tara's first mission and the death of Tara. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast listening app so you don't miss an episode. I'm your host, Ozioma Ikain. Hunger is an impulse. It is the way your body tells you that it needs sustenance to survive. To every normal person, it is a part of daily activities that must be met. But imagine that your hunger could not be satisfied. No matter how much you've eaten, your body kept screaming, more. This was the case of Terrar, the 18th century French Latin. Last week, we investigated his life as a showman, soldier, and spy. This week, we will explore the aftermath of Terrell's first mission, his cannibalism, and his demise. Hello and welcome to the quarters. I'm your host, Ozioma Ikain. Join us and millions of listeners to hear stories that will deepen your knowledge of history's most fascinating events. You can listen to our previous episode wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at The Quarters. If you miss something, you can always skip back and listen again. After Terra had been caught and handed over to the Prussian military, he was strip-searched and flogged. They wanted him to talk. Perhaps what was surprising was that Terrell refused to open up. So Terrell was handed over to the commander of the Prussian army, General Zogli. Zogli was known to be a strict, fierce man 
and skilled interrogator. He advanced the tactics from flogging to a more pronounced torture. Within the next 24 hours of Zogli's involvement, the hungry dying Terah had no option than to confess. He told Zogli everything about his mission and the secret box. Zogli was baffled by his confessions. It is not a wonder that Zogli couldn't believe how it was possible for someone to swallow a box and still pass it out on an estimated time. He was not convinced at all with Terah's story. Terah assured him it was true and he could prove it if Zogli was willing to wait. Zogli, giving him the benefit of doubt, chained Terah to a small cabin while everyone waited to see what was going to be the outcome. After 30 hours without being fed, I must add, Terah passed the box. The Prussian general Zogli eventually took the box. The French general Bohane deliberately did not tell Terah the content of the letter. Bohane had little faith in Terah's ability to control his hunger. He was afraid that Terah would easily be convinced to reveal military secrets. In the end, he was right. In place of a real message of military intelligence, the general wrote a simple message asking the colonel to respond if he had received the message. It was merely an essential RSVP. Once Zogli read the notes, he instantly became infuriated that he beat Terrell to stupor before sending him back to France. Terrell was too pathetic to execute, but also too costly to feed if being kept to live as a prisoner. You could imagine for Terrell that punishment of going hungry and being outrightly tortured. On his return to France in the 1790s, Terrell decided he was done serving in the military. Terrell returned to Dr. Percy for free food and for further experiments. Terrell would soon take this mysterious behavior way too far. Terrell's hunger was so great that soon animals were not enough for him. He would become possessed by hunger for human flesh. In the mid-1790s, Terrell returned to Paris and immediately went to Dr. Percy. He desperately wanted to be cured of his hunger. He was tired of being used by the military and tired of ruining his life. Dr. Percy was more than willing to continue experimenting. Terrell's hunger maintained its novelty and the doctor had actually grown fond of Terrell after all the time they spent together. Dr. Percy set to work on a new list of remedies to try and cure Terrell's appetite. At first, Terrell was made to swallow different kinds of acids to stop his stomach from digesting quickly. The idea was that if Dr. Percy could slow down his digestion, then perhaps he could slow down his appetite as well. Dr. Percy did not specify what acids he used, but we could speculate from the 18th century medical books, salicylic acid or modern day aspirin was used. Another possible one might be sulfuric acid, a common remedy to fight weight loss symptoms of scurvy. Either ways, the acid did not suppress Terrell's hunger for long. Terrell was given small dosage of opium to quench his hunger. He enjoyed the opium as any normal person would. 
but it had no effect. Next, Dr. Percy fed Terrell tobacco pills as a means to dull Terrell's sense of taste and smell. In essence, this would make food less appalling and help Terrell eat less, but ultimately, it did not cure his hunger problems. In one final test, Dr. Percy prescribed fists of boiled eggs. He had read that boiled eggs are appetite suppressants, but Terrell was unwilling to take them. Dr. Percy in his reports did not state why. In the day, Terrell worked with Dr. Percy to find a cure. By the night, Terrell snuck out to feed. Terrell's hunger was getting worse as he grew more desperate to find a solution. It has got to a point where he would battle with dogs over trashes in the bins and in the gutters. Yes, all this weren't enough. Terrell became so hungry and so perplexed that he began seeing his fellow patients as food. In the dead of night, Terrell would sneak out of his room to the hospital's morgue. He began eating leftover body parts from the corpses, often feasting on human flesh until morning. The hospital staff grew fearful of Terrell and many insisted that he should be quarantined. Dr. Percy on his part, however, was still insisting that he could cure Terra and was determined to treat him for the sake of their friendship. The hospital staff reluctantly kept him around. Terra soon overstayed his welcome. One morning in 1794, a 14-month-old child disappeared from his hospital bed. There was no way the child could have gone and nobody could have taken him. No one except Tara. At this point, Dr. Percy could not and would not defend Tara of the accusations of child murder and the cannibalism that followed. The hospital staff finally drove Tara out. Nothing was known about Tara's life over the next four years. It is assumed that he continued the way he did in the streets of Paris, but no one knows for sure. Four years after being kicked out from the hospital, Tara found himself hospitalized once again in 1798. Dr. Tessia, the ship doctor at a hospital in Vasali, wrote to Dr. Percy saying that a man named Tara was asking to see him. Dr. Percy immediately traveled to Vasali, arriving to see that Tara was so sick that he could hardly walk. Tara was convinced that his illness was due to a gold fork lodged somewhere in his stomach, but his symptoms said otherwise. Dr. Percy recognized that Tara was in his last stage of tuberculosis, also known as TB. Tuberculosis is a serious bacterial infection that affects the lymph nodes. While the disease is widely known to be associated with horrible cough, Terrell appeared to be suffering from gastrointestinal tuberculosis. Gastrointestinal TB is the infection of the organs in the abdominal region, like the stomach and intestines. Symptoms of gastrointestinal TB include weight loss, diarrhea, vomiting, and abdominal ulcers. TB is highly contagious. It spreads through the air and affects the organ it comes in contact with. Gastrointestinal tuberculosis is caused by the injection of infected bodily fluids like mucus or saliva. Given that Chara would eat anything, 
he must have eaten leftover food of an infected person or even an infected body. That is how he has ended up in the hospital at Vaseline. Terrell stayed in the hospital with Dr. Passy and Dr. Tessier for one month before his diarrhea escalated and shortly after, he died in 1798. He was only 26 years old. His body decomposed quickly and produced a stench so far the more doctors refused to dissect his body. Dr. Tessier took the courage to dissect Terrell's decaying body to see if he had actually swallowed the fork. Terrell had claimed that he swallowed the fork two years ago and that the fork was made of pure gold. Perhaps Dr. Tessier was trying to make an extra cash on his side, you know, perhaps indeed. Tessier began his investigation with Terrell's mouth. He opened his jaw and saw he could see deep down his stomach as though the man's oesophagus was some kind of a telescope. The windpipe was abnormally large in size compared to a regular man's. Tessier then cut open Terrell's abdomen. His digestive tract took up almost all the abdominal cavity, pushing other organs against the wall of his body. Wow! The doctors were dumbfounded. None of them had ever seen something like this before. His body was filled with some disgusting pus, and his liver and gallbladder was equally oversized. The doctor cut open his stomach and confirmed that he died from decayed gastrointestinal tuberculosis. The large oozing ulcers was a clear indicator that Terrell was infected with a deadly disease. At this point, Dr. Tessie could not complete the autopsy. He was unable to find the fork. With so much history surrounding Terrell's life, we can never know if he had actually existed or not. All we know was the event presented by the doctors who examined him. Dr. Passy was the only one who had written down about Tara. It sounds more like a tall tale or myth than the scientific experiments of an actual person. However, Dr. Passy had no reason to exaggerate a medical case like Tara's. Tara likely did exist, but he was ignored by other doctors. Extreme hunger to the point of cannibalism could have scared doctors away. Centuries later, Terrell's case remained clouded in mystery and still eating up medical historians. In all, whatever the cause, it may be easy to ridicule Terrell and label him a monster, but it would be more accurate to categorize his case as a tragedy. Terrell did not ask for his deleteriously high metabolism and there is no telling how he personally felt about these grotesque actions it pushed him to commit. Imagine a hunger so agonizing that it pushes you to eat anything, anything to sate it. Modern medicine composed theories as to why Tara could not stop eating. But without more detailed records, Tara's condition remains lost to time. You can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, or your favorite podcast listening app so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for listening. See y'all next week.